Welcome to the UU Church of Haverhill online worship, and thanks for joining us for this. I'm Reverend Frank Clarkson, and I'm pleased to be joined for this service by our intern minister, Sophia Lyons, and worship associate and longtime church member, Joanna Fortna. It is good to be together in this space, and thank you for being with us as we gather for worship. If you want to know more about what's going on and what we're offering online these days, the best place is at our website, uuhaverill.org. Let us now open our hearts to this moment and this day and this hour for worship.
Oh God, you have been our help in ages past, our refuge from one generation to another. Source of life and love, be in our midst this hour. Help us to know your presence and fill us with your peace. Amen. Now in the spirit of prayerful song, I will be singing Gathered Here. And if you feel called to sing it to yourself, please do, or just listen. Gathered here in the mystery of the hour, gathered here in one strong body, gathered here in the struggle and the power, spirit drawn Gathered here in the mystery of the hour, gathered here in one strong body, gathered here in the struggle and the power, spirit drawn So Sophia will now light the chalice. Now, let us say the words for the unison affirmation in the order of service. Love is the doctrine of this church the quest for truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another to the end that all souls shall grow in harmony with the divine. And now let us move into a time of prayer and meditation. When we are at home in our sanctuary, we begin this time with a song of meditation, a prayer in song, if you will. I will be singing for you um, the meditation on breathing. And I invite you to sing whatever part you would like or just listen. I hope that if you feel comfortable, you might close your eyes. Maybe you might imagine yourself back in your pew. And let us just take a breath together and enter into this time of meditative song. Breathe in. Breathe out, breathe in, breathe out when I breathe in. 
I breathe in peace when I breathe out. I breathe out love when I breathe in. I breathe in peace when I breathe out. I breathe out love. Breathe in. Breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. When I breathe in, I breathe in when I breathe out, I breathe out love. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. Breathe in. Breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. And now I want you to take a moment with me and help all of us honor the joys and concerns that our community is holding. There are so many. At such a time as this, the weight is heavy. And so I ask all of you to enter into this time of silence where we honor our fears, our worries, our frustrations, our griefs, where we honor those who suffer, including ourselves including ourselves. Let us now cradle all of this, hold it gently. Let us enter into a silent moment right now as if to say, I see your suffering, I see your pain, and I care about it, I care about you. And now, my friends, let us lift up all of the joys that we do indeed have. Let us not forget them. That which brings us hope, that which calls for celebration, and that which we are so grateful for. Won't you now enter into this moment of silence holding these dear, cradling them as if to say, I see you, you matter, and I care about you.
we might be physically separated, but our hearts are connected, I promise you, by a sacred thread which runs through this, our spiritual community, and it cannot be broken. Trust this thread. Trust that your deepest of sorrows and your greatest of joys are at home here and that they are indeed shared. And now won't you join me in prayer? Oh, great and wondrous mystery, spirit of love, help us to know our place in this wild, strange moment in time. We trust your arms are wide enough to hold all of our sorrows, all of our joys, and so much more. We ask for you to remind us of this as we are sure to forget, as we are sure to doubt at such a time as this. May we continue to find our way home to each other, to grieve together, and to celebrate together. My God, we give thanks for the wonders of technology that we might use it now as a lifeline at such a time as this. To bring the words of our faith tradition's stunning mother of religious education, it is indeed too late for the old, but it is no longer too early for the new. And so, God, we ask that you help us find our way into this newness. We pray, O oh gentle one, that you be our guiding light and for all that is on our hearts to be cared for, to be held gently, and to be shared. For at such a time as this, we trust that we need not weather anything alone and we are so grateful for this. We are so grateful. Amen. The reading this morning is these words from the old hymn of O oh God, Our Help in Ages Past, written by Isaac Watts in 1708. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. Before the hills in order stood, or earth received its frame, from everlasting thou art God, to endless years the same. A thousand ages in thy sight are like an evening gone, short as the watch that ends the night before the rising sun. Time, like an ever-rolling stream, soon bears us all away. We fly, forgotten, as a dream dies at the opening day. Our God, 
our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Be thou our guard while troubles last and our eternal home. The other night at Vespers, Claire shared Anne Lamont's wisdom that prayer can be divided into three basic categories. That our prayers tend to be one of these three words, help, thanks, wow. And Claire rightly observed that now is a good time to be saying help. And that's certainly been my prayer lately. Dear God, please help us. 
help those who are sick or are vulnerable, help those who are on the front lines of this crisis, help me to be of use. Help us, O source of life and love and goodness. Help us to do our part, to do what's needed so that we can get through this together. For our reading today, I chose Isaac Watts' great old hymn, which is a paraphrase of Psalm 90, because of its ancient assurance that in uncertain and unsettled times, there is and there always has been a power that we can lean on. There is a presence that we can take refuge in. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. One of the challenges of these days is that nobody knows how long this is going to last. And people's situations are so varied. For some of us, this so far may only seem like a small hardship. And for others, it is devastating, either from a health or emotional or financial perspective. Whatever your particular circumstances, our lives have been upended and the task before us right now is to carry on through this time with as much courage and purpose as we can muster. I know some of you have suddenly become your children's teachers and this presents its own challenges, of course. A minister and mom that I know posted on her Facebook page the other day when things didn't go well, she wrote, just, bought, just dropped my first homeschool F-bomb and expelled one third of my students. It's not even 9.30 a.m. <laughs> it is hard for you parents, I know, and it's hard for our young people too. I wonder, when you were young, did you ever get grounded, made to stay home as a punishment because of something you did? That must be how our teenagers and young adults are feeling these days, grounded, except they did nothing wrong. They did nothing to deserve this. And what about you, no matter what age you are? Aren't you feeling grounded too, forced against your will to be constrained, stuck, tied down? There may be some hidden gifts in this constraint, but I'm not going to try and convince you of that today. Not yet, anyway. Not today. This is hard, what we're going through, and it is likely to get harder before it gets better. What I do know is this, that the way to get through this is not alone, but together. By reaching out even when we're not allowed to touch, 
by letting kindness and care and attention be our guides, by having faith that we are all part of a great love, and then practicing our faith in tangible ways. This crisis is already showing us how connected we are in our communities and across the globe, how much we need each other and how easily we can hurt one another, how fragile it all is and how strong and resilient we can be together. What I want to offer you today is the invitation to see that this being grounded can be understood not as a punishment, but as an invitation. An invitation, as the Shaker song puts it, to come down where we ought to be. To see being grounded as coming down to earth, as being rooted in touch with this good earth and in touch with the depths that each of us carry inside. When you're anxious to be able to say or sing, when I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. I don't know if you remember this past Wednesday, the weather. It was an unusually mild and sunny day. And I spent the morning in my little home office at my desk in front of my computer doing stuff. By early afternoon, I had a headache from all that screen time and I was exhausted. So I went outside for what I thought was just a minute to turn my face to the sun and it felt so good and I felt so tired, I decided to just lie down in the grass for a minute. It felt so good to have that solid ground under my back. And I didn't mean to, but I fell asleep there for almost an hour until my wife Tracy came out to check on me because I wasn't moving to make sure I was still alive. On some deep level, I must have needed that rest and that grounding under the warm sun in the arms of our mother earth. Before the hills in order stood or earth received its frame, from everlasting thou art God to endless years the same. Several months ago, for some reason, I like to buy books and I bought this one called Grounded, How Leaders Stay Rooted in an Uncertain World. And it sat on my desk and then it moved over to a stack of unread books on the floor. I hadn't even opened it until this week when I saw it again. Maybe now is the perfect time to read it. This time when we are being forced down to the ground where we ought to be. 30 years ago, Vaclav Havel, who was the new president of the Czech Republic, he came to our country and addressed a joint session of Congress. A few months after he'd helped the Czechs free themselves from decades of communist oppression. And in that speech, he described to them what they had learned from their years of being pushed down. He said, the communist type of totalitarian system has left both our nations, Czechs and Slovaks, a legacy of countless dead, an infinite spectrum of human suffering, profound economic decline, 
and above all enormous human humiliation. It has also given us something positive, a special capacity to look from time to time somewhat further than someone who has not undergone this bitter experience. A person who cannot move and lead a somewhat normal life because he is pinned under a boulder has more time to think about his hopes than someone who is not trapped that way. The specific experience I'm talking about has given me one certainty. Consciousness precedes being and not the other way around. For this reason, the salvation of this human world lies nowhere else than in the human heart, in the human power to reflect in human meekness and in human responsibility. My spiritual companions, we didn't know this, but this is what we have been preparing for. And this is what we know how to do, to be part of the salvation of this world by doing the necessary hard work that will determine who we are and how we act. We are being pressed down right now. And the invitation is to see that it is from right here, this place of being constrained and limited, this place of being grounded in what is real and true. It is from right here that we can do the work that is ours to do. Our own heart expanding work of being still and listening as Vaclav Havel says for our deepest hopes and listening also for the voice of the holy. And then when it's time following where those hidden voices lead us. If this time of trouble offers any redemption, it will be in how we take on the work of these days. It will be in the shared sacrifice that we are making, the sacrifice that is helping those who are serving on the front lines of this crisis, and that is helping to save lives. If there is any redemption, it will come in remembering and knowing in new ways that we are all in this together. And that is how we will get through this together. May we, pushed down to the ground, keep practicing, looking inward and then outward and upward. And may this be our prayer. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Be thou our guard while troubles last and our eternal home. Amen.
Let us say together the words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. And may the peace of God, the peace which is beyond all understanding, be in our hearts with us. Bless us and keep us. Bless our whole world, now and forever. Amen. Amen.